Many podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to be different and try different things. You do it like this, and then you break the mold. This is Podcasting Experiments, and this is where we focus on different things that we can try with our podcast to make them different and hopefully better. You can check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. My name is Joshua Rivers from Podcast Guy Media, where I help people start and produce their podcast. Welcome back to Podcasting Experiments. My name is Joshua Rivers, your host, and I am excited today to be talking with Case Lane. And I was actually had the privilege of having her on my other podcast, Success Road. And as we're going through the conversation, it's, oh, she would be a great guest to come on here. She both has a podcast and goes out and uh, is a guest on other podcasts. And as well, she has been doing a lot of research and uh, work into how that process works on both sides of that. And she's actually written uh, a little book called Podcast Discoveries. And so I'm excited about the conversation today. We can learn a little bit more about how we can be able to utilize podcasting both as a host and as a guest to be able to help our business, whatever that might look like. And so, uh, Case, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And so why don't you just go ahead uh, and tell us how you got into podcasting to Mm -hmm. begin with. Yeah, I started out as a podcaster myself. So it was one of these things where as an online entrepreneur, I'm looking at all the different possibilities, different things that you can do online. And I be, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I thought, oh, you know, I, I should try doing a podcast. There are a few setup things you have to do, but in general, it's not that difficult to start getting into it. It's talking. So and I wanted to, I was at a blog and I thought it'd be a good way to extend the conversation, what I was doing on the blog, onto podcasts, and then also I was I wanted to interview entrepreneurs, so I started that, and that then from there, I, I after a couple of years of doing that, I switched to the other side. I, I could do for myself some of my own promoting of my book and so on by appearing on podcasts as a podcast guest. So that's how I ended up doing both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. And so let's start with the hosting side. So how specifically are you using your podcast to be able to help? you on the business Mm -hmm. professional side. Yeah. So my business is called Ready Entrepreneur and the work is around preparing aspiring online entrepreneurs to get started. So all the things around how do you get your business idea? How do you move forward? How do you pick the online platform you want to be on? That type of thing. So that's what I write about in my blog. And then I do that. I do sort of 10, 15, 15, 20 minutes, sometimes a little longer tips and strategies. And then when it comes to the interviews, because I'm at the very beginning of the entrepreneurship journey, when I talk to entrepreneurs, that's where I want to focus. So my question is right from the very beginning, how did you get started? And I always focus on what did you really do? (laughs) Because you hear a lot of the entrepreneur stories and it seems that everybody goes from poverty to a million dollars overnight and you don't know (laughs) what happened in between. So I really try and and emphasize the beginning of the process and those interviews, you'll run an hour or longer. And I think it's one of the the great things about podcasts. You can just have that conversation and get that kind of information that you wouldn't normally get just from day-to-day life. You can sit and listen to podcasts and you're listening in on these conversations that people are having around the details of their background or their lives or their journey. And you probably wouldn't, just wouldn't have had that opportunity in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So what specific things are you using in your podcast that 
help be able to grow your business or whatever, promote your business, however that looks. So what specifically are you doing in the podcast? Yeah. So the biggest thing I do is cross promoting. I think it's really important to not just use the podcast episode as a one-time thing, but if, if you happen to be a blogger or you could write it, or you could even transcribe the pro- podcast script and make it also an article and something that's out there in the world that people can find who prefer to read. And then you could also do a video on YouTube and you could just put the podcast up itself. A lot of people, a lot of people listen to podcasts on YouTube. So um, you could put it up there. And then of course the social media. So you go back back, always be promoting. I uh, have episodes are once a week. So I have all week long to put post uh, different things online around what the podcast is about, what the subject of the week is, everything related to it. I try and find if I see other people doing things that are similar to what I was talking about on the podcast, I try and include that. So it's a lot of, and then uh, that part is, and, and then of course, when you have an interview, working with the person you're interviewing, making sure they promote as well, providing graphics that people can use for promoting the show so that you know their audience is aware of it as well. So I try and always be thinking about an entire week that each show is coming out, what are all the different things that are all the different places that I can mention that the show is going to be available on, you know, it's on Thursdays, the thing that it comes out. Mm-hmm. And so the actual content of the podcast itself, how does that feed into your business? So do you just share, I know you mentioned that you like bring in, bring people on and interview them mm-hmm. to tell their stories. How does that feed back into your business? Do you like, like do an mm-hmm. ad spot saying, Hey, I work with entrepreneurs to do blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. How does that look for you? Yeah, I do that. So that's what at the end of every podcast, although I'm starting to hear some people do more of this stuff at the beginning, but at the end, I always tie it back to the business. So my overall you know, mission is to help more people become entrepreneurs. And I think that a lot of people want to do it, but they don't know how, they just don't know where to start or they think it's too difficult or something like that. So I always tie it back into I want every episode to be something that people can use. I do a summary at the end that says, here, you know, here's what this is about. And then I go back to, I might, if I'm doing a particular promotion around a book or a course or something like that's related to the subject, I'll mention it there. And then of course, I always, you know, invite people to go on to readyentrepreneur.com and check out the, the various blogs and other information that I have there. So I do it at the end. Uh, but like I said, I've been hearing a lot more people do things like this at the beginning. And I might start, you know, adding a couple of lines at the beginning of the podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen both. And so I've seen some like in the middle too, where like the oh, break okay, from the conversation, yeah. I don't particularly like that as much because yeah, yeah. I don't like breaking the flow of the conversation, right. but yeah, I've seen all different ways. I was just curious yeah. how you did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good. Very good. And so then the, the part I was really interested in because we haven't had anybody on the podcast yet approaching it from the angle of a guest. Mm-hmm. And so can you delve into a little bit more as far as like what you're doing, how the mm-hmm how you're utilizing it on that aspect, being a guest. Yeah, this is something I never thought of in the beginning. I've been publishing books for a few years now, and I just happened to take a course that mentioned use, going out as a podcast guest as a way to promote the book. So I started looking into it. And it's one of these things where there's not a lot of information. There's very expensive processes, hiring a public relations firm and doing that type of thing. So I just started doing my own research. And this is how I got into it by just checking it out and coming up with this system that I use to actually find podcasts. And that's the biggest challenge is finding the podcast that you think might work with you, might be resonating with your message. Because there are now about one and a half million podcasts. Not all of them are active. And that's an interesting thing. In the 
it doesn't matter if a podcast is active in the podcast world because the episodes live forever and people can go back and listen to them. But if you're trying to get interviews, it's very important that it be active, of course, because you can't interview on a show that's finished. You have to plow through the the shows. I use the, the various podcast directories. A lot of people go to Apple first, but Apple will only show you the first maybe up to a hundred maybe podcasts that for a particular keyword that you enter. And that of course is just not even the beginning of the process when it comes to a word like entrepreneur, for example, where there are thousands and thousands of shows. So I've started to learn more about the other directories and using them, the ones that have much deeper search um, results so that you can go through. And then there's certain things I look for. So the first thing I look for is when was the last episode? (laughs) That's very important. So if the show is not done in episode, I I use a a three-month criteria because I know a lot of podcasters are not consistent. And so they might not have finished the show, but they just haven't put an episode up for a while. But some people might think, oh, that's too long. If, I, if, the, if there's not a new episode every week or something, I'm not going to bother. So it depends on, on where your comfort is. You can always mm-hmm. reach out to the podcaster to find out. So always check that. And then the other thing I really look for in the directories is episode descriptions. Because again, not every podcast does interviews. And even if they do interviews, they might be doing interviews of people that you don't see where your story fits. So not every directory has that information right up front. When you're looking at them, you want to be able to see at least a few lines about what that episode's about so you can figure out if they actually do interviews. And I would do all that before I would start researching the podcaster. So I want to make sure that it looks like a relevant podcast. And then I get deeper into it, finding out more about the podcaster. So then I go out to to search to look for their website. Hopefully there is contact information. If you're interested, you start listening to a show. Now, some people say you should listen to the show first, but then I always, again, I feel like if I can't find the contact information, then there's not going to be any point. I'm not going to be able to even reach out to this podcaster. So I always want to get the contact information first, make sure that this is a show that I'm actually going to approach and then put together my pitch letter based on all this information that I've gathered about the podcaster. And you'll see a lot of the really big names make it, of course, more difficult for you to reach out directly to them. But there are other people, some people put their email information right in the description of the podcast. So it really depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I noticed as you were describing all of that, you didn't say go go to a, a search place find all the email addresses and send a, a bulk uh, spam email <laughs> thing out to the, the different podcasters to promote yourself that way. So you definitely did not say that. No, I and don't. So. I, I, and I, no, and, and I, of course I don't support that because the same, I think that if you're, you're serious, you want to be a, a podcast guest star, you want to be on a lot of shows promoting your message. If you have a really good message to share, you want to make sure that you can have goodwill with the podcasters and have an opportunity to be on their shows and talk to them. And you might be able to have other opportunities with just the networking, the potential collaboration, doing other things. So you want to make it, this is not an easy process. I'll say that there's right now, because the directories are not very good search engines and because the categories are so broad, business is could has all sorts of things. So you, when you're going to do searching for podcasts, you just have to plow through it and go through it. So this is a long process to find more than one podcast to, to, re- to reach out to. So you want to make sure that you're doing it more than just for the interview, because 
if you want your you want to be building your network, you want to be knowing who's doing talking in your industry, maybe that podcaster has done other interviews with people that you want to speak to, that you want to be connected to. That's why you do it yourself. This is obviously a do-it-yourself process. Again, if you've got money and you want to pay a PR firm, you can always do it that way. But in this do-it-yourself process, you want to make you know really good ethical research process where it's just it's more than just uh, sending out yeah you don't want to send out a bunch of spam letters just on the hope that you'll get on somebody's show <laughs> for just any kind of general reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and actually thinking of that that aspect there as far as pitching yourself, let's step back and look at it from the host perspective. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm sure you as a podcast host, you've gotten emails of people trying to get onto your show. Yeah. And, and so I, I get that as well. In fact, that's mm-hmm. how we met that's somewhere. We met, yeah. you, <laughs> you sent me an email and, but, but there's a difference in, in the way that those are sent. You can tell when someone is just sending a, just a template, they're not putting much thought behind it. It's mm-hmm. like super vague and it's all about the guest. Or, or, or about themselves or whatever, or if it's a PR firm about the person they're trying to promote and yeah. they, they haven't done much research at all about your show other than yeah. they found your email address, which there's several different ways you can be able to do that. And, and it, but anyway, so customizing it, like you said, helps you be able to stand out, but what else would as a host, what are the things that you look for? Mm-hmm. And that can help us on the guest side. Okay, how can we mm-hmm. insert that into the emails we send? Yeah, I'm so glad you raised that because uh, I've seen some emails that I get and it's just, some of them don't even talk about themselves. They just say, hello, I want to be on your show. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> so the first question is always, says, okay, what, you know, what's the value that you are going to bring to the show? So as a host, that's what I'm looking for. If somebody says, hey, I saw your show and I do X, Y, Z, and therefore I think I'd be a good fit. That's what I'm looking for. I don't want to see just real generalization and everything. Because for me, I I feel like I'm being specific enough. I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs at the beginning of the process, preparing for online business. So I feel like I put that all out there. The information exists. It's even just by reading the description of the podcast. So if people don't even go that far to even try and tailor their message to what you're talking about, then they've totally lost, they've lost me as a host. And what's really important is, like I said, there's more than one and a half million podcasts. You want to be in a specific niche. So you as a host, you want to have a show that's talking about a specific thing because there's all these shows out there. So you want people to say, when I'm looking to think about this thing, I want to come to this show. So you want your guests also to line up with that. And that's the challenge is when people are being very vague about what they can offer is I'm trying to get a very specific message out here. And I just know I'm looking for people who can you know, speak to that message. So what I do, and that's another good reason when you're mm-hmm. looking at the podcast, when you're doing the research and you look at the episodes and look at the episode descriptions, look at how the host has been organizing their show. If, if the host does a lot of how-to shows, do you have a how-to off topic that you can offer them? If they do a lot of deep personal shows, is it all around serious things that go on in people's lives? Do you have a story there? You're not going to copy anybody. You don't want to just copy and throw something out there, but you want to make sure you're fitting into the mood and the tone of that show. And it's fine if you don't. See, that's the other thing. There's so many podcasts to go through. I think a lot of people are afraid. They're like, oh, this looks cool. This looks like a cool show. And I've got an email address and I should send it. And you're not a good fit. 
because, but just it just look at it and think if it doesn't fit, just move on to the next one because there are just so many shows to get through, and there's no point in trying to reach out to everybody. And I, you don't the the response rate in general when you're doing cold pitches, like 10% would be a decent response rate. <laughs> Most people are not going to reply, and you have to be you have to accept that as well. So where do you want to put your effort and your time? You really want to put it into the places where you think you're a really good fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so what are the challenges? And maybe we've touched on some of these mm-hmm. too. So challenges when you're trying to pitch yourself to be a guest on the pod on someone else's podcast, or obviously you're probably going to try to reach out to many, but you're trying to look at this particular podcast. What are some of the challenges that they might go through if we haven't already mentioned? Because I know we kind of yeah. mentioned them throughout, but. I know a lot of people have difficulty with their pitch and I understand that. I think people say, well, I have a good story or I have a good message, but just actually trying to tell someone else about it, that's where they run into trouble. So on that, I say practice and even in your own head, practice what the interview is, practice what questions people will ask you before you even get started. If you're having a hard time putting together the full story of what you can tell people and what your pitch will be, just run it through your mind, practice it, write out quite the kind of questions you would ask yourself and or get somebody to have work with you to see where you are. And then you, that's a good time to listen, of course, to other shows and to listen to what the uh, host is asking, what, how the direction of the interviews go. Now, again, you don't want to be copying and trying to answer like somebody else is answering. You just want to get a sense of how the questions are asked and, and how the message is delivered. So I know that for, for people who are just trying to figure out yeah, let's say you're even you're in it. You're promoting a fiction novel, and you so it's not a direct idea of some concept like with entrepreneurship. You can actually take your subject. What made your what made it interesting for you to write about that? What is your origin story? Where did this passion develop? All of those things. That's what you want to put into a good pitch. Because you're looking for a compelling story that other people want to hear. And so what you want to do is make sure that the, when you're pitching to that host, that the, you're, you're saying, this is interesting for your audience because, and you have all of those points. And so I know when you're thinking, if you're thinking that oh, it's hard to put together a good idea and you've got a strong message, but you just don't know how to say it, I, I would just say, start with practicing ask somebody help you, do it in your own head, think about all the possible questions you could be asked and all the different ways that you would answer them and what would make sense to another audience. What is that message you really want the other audience to hear? Why would it be valuable for them? Excellent. And so one of the big things I think that that you mentioned throughout, maybe not overtly, but mm-hmm. is looking at both as a trying to be a guest on someone's podcast or as a podcast host and you're looking mm-hmm. for guests is look at not just what I can bring or what that potential guest can bring by itself, but what is the benefit for the listener mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. angle everything with that. Or I guess you can say like, like, like wearing glasses or whatever. So you, you look through the lens of that mm-hmm. and, and that's the, the angle. So it's okay. Here's this person's story or here's yeah. my story. Here's, where the listener is, how can we make my story fit into what they're looking for and what they need in their life? And that's how you can be able to make the pitch. And so I think that's a really important point. And when we're able to do that, 
and drill into what the listener wants, the listener then is more apt to share the podcast, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is obviously good for both sides of that conversation. Exactly. And so, exactly. And I think it's important to remember that it's not always a specific teaching, like instructions or something like that. A lot, a lot of listeners listen to podcasts to laugh. I mean, you don't have to be a comedian, but they listen for entertainment. Mm-hmm. They listen for serious subjects just to hear a discussion with somebody who's been through something that they've been through or something that they're concerned about. So you don't have, when you're thinking about value for the audience, it's not always like they can go away with a to-do list. It's sometimes it's just a way to, to make them feel in touch with the, with that show, with the host, to have a, just a really good solid hour of information or something like that. So when you're thinking about value, think about it more broadly as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know for me personally, you can ask my kids, they, they get tired of it, but we'll watch a movie. It could be a Disney movie, cartoon, whatever. And, and somewhere down the road, I'll pull it, I'll, I'll refer back to it and say, yeah, remember in this movie, there, and then I pull out some sort of moral or spiritual learning from that. And they're like, really? You got that from that movie? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> but, course. But you, you can't always plan, <laughs> you can't always count on the listener to be able to pull that out. So, no, so no. Like, like when those moments come, though, it's good to be able to try to point those out. But like you said, it doesn't have to be all how to and things like that. Mm-hmm. But telling mm-hmm. the stories will mm-hmm. help demonstrate it's that that expression or that idea of, showing not telling yes, yes and that, that's a really good way to be able to do it as well and so yeah. you don't bore as many people when when you go that so <laughs> so step down from all the philosophy and theory aspect and say, okay now let's put the rubber to the road how does it actually work and so yeah yeah. I, I try to be able to do that. I don't always succeed, but I always try to do that. And that's another thing. You can practice those stories too. <laughs> you can make sure you have them in your head. Yeah. And for me, one of the things I've learned is that the best way to be able to learn and get better at telling those stories is by telling the stories. <laughs> and exactly. so whether that's by exactly. yourself, like you're saying, like you're, you're sitting, yes. going over it in your head, but even out live by yourself to a mirror or Mm -hmm. whatever, or just getting out there and start doing some podcast interviews. And the more you do, the better you get. Yeah. And so if if you try to learn from, if you don't try to learn from it, you're not going to get better. But yeah, there's, yeah, there's that always, (laughs) but, but that's true. And you do want to get out there and you do want to be, you know, you're constantly talking. So you want to make sure that you're not afraid of questions. <laughs> you're not, you might be surprised by a question, but you want to make sure that you could still answer it. So you want that practice in the back of your head for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else that you think would be important for mm-hmm. someone getting started trying to be a guest on mm-hmm. podcasts? Maybe they, they can't, they were like you and they're like, Hey, I've done X. I've wrote a book. I do coaching or whatever. And someone has suggested that I start pitching myself to be on podcast. Is there anything else that we haven't discussed that you think would be important for them to do or what would be some of the first steps? I would actually, one thing that you should do just before you even get into the process is have a couple of things lined up because this is what people tend to ask for a headshot. You want to make sure you have a good picture of yourself, a good professional picture of yourself that you could send to, to shows 
for promotion. You want a short bio ready. A lot of people ask for that. What's your bio? If you're going to be offering anything for the listeners, make sure you've got a link ready, that a landing page or something where people can go and get that directly. And you want to be in this day and age camera ready. Now, that might be surprising for podcasts, but more and more people are actually listening on YouTube where a lot of podcasters are posting the video of their podcast. And it's still the same, just general conversation, but it's going up as a video. So that's something I don't think a lot of people will think about, but you want to remember that as well, because that's what a lot of uh, hosts are asking for now that you're able to do that. And then just some of the basic things like a good microphone, headphones, that type of thing. You want to have all of that. You don't have to, depends on the host. Some of them specifically request it. Not everybody does, but you want to, you don't want to sound good. It's an audio format. I just said that about YouTube, but it's an audio format. You want to make sure that you mm-hmm. sound good and have the, that. If you want to make that little investment in, in equipment for a good microphone, get your headphones and everything, you want that. Quiet place, those kinds of things. And then I think the other thing that people just need to remember is it's a two-way street. You want to help the host show be as much as the host wants to help you with your promotion. So when you're getting ready, when the show is done and you're, it's time to promote, you put it out on social media or on your email list or wherever. So you want to have in the back of your mind how you're going to promote the shows as well and not leave it only up to the host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Great things to mention there. And with the video, the two most important things with video is lighting and audio. And so if you have bad audio, people aren't going to want to listen to it. They're not going to want to watch it. And so I was... I was prepping for a different one and I was list, and, and there was this list of different places that the person was had, had appeared as a guest and I was mm-hmm. listening to the listening to the episode as trying to prepare okay what what can I learn from to be able and what can I insert into my podcast mm-hmm. and things like that would and whatever and I was listening to it's like oh my word this is like terrible audio oh. <laughs> not not from the guest side I didn't even get yeah. to where the guest was just listening to the wow. host and it's like oh my word this is so hard to listen to yeah and yeah as a guest you want to make yourself be able to sound as good as possible and as a host hopefully they want you to sound as good as possible also and so you want to and it doesn't take much to be able to upgrade your your quality of audio and and so using earbuds from like uh like with your Apple phone or whatever, something like that would work. If you got whatever the ones that are attached to whatever dangling on the string or whatever, yeah, you got to be yeah. careful that it doesn't like rubber gets your clothes or something. But other than that, could be decent audio. Yeah, um, there's so but, many different types of microphones. Not not expensive, and you can yeah. certainly yeah to have a sharper sound for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're looking to get promote work that you're doing, promote your business. It's a, you got to look at it as a marketing mm-hmm. expense yes. and yeah. you, can, you can buy a decent microphone for $50 to a hundred dollars yeah. and that'll really up your game and really help you and be able to capture people's attention a little exactly. bit better. But exactly. Anyway, so and, and, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to say, and, and, and as I mentioned at the beginning, you had uh, wrote uh, the book podcast discoveries that kind of it goes deeper than what we talked about yeah and so there's only so much we can cover in half an hour <laughs> and probably even if more than we can cover in an hour or two but <laughs> so where can people get a hold of that 
Yeah, you can find Podcast Discoveries, the book, anywhere you buy ebooks. So that's Amazon, uh, Apple Bookstore, Barnes and Noble, all of them. And I should also say that, yeah, so that book does go much deeper into everything, but I also have a checklist, which is a, a free checklist for listeners to download just of the 10 things to, to remember when you're pro- doing your research to find and contact podcasts. And I'll send you the link, but it's caselane.net forward slash uh, checklist. And that's something that you know, listeners can download. And you can go through that. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me, but I'm at readyentrepreneur.com. And if you're interested, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you're looking to decide, figure out how you want to get into online business, you can join the community on any page on the website and uh, I'll be in touch with tips and strategies and ideas for you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Case, for joining us today. And all those links we'll make sure to put in the show notes so you can be able to swipe over in your podcast app. Most of them have that capability there. Or you can go to podcastingexperiments.com and check out the show notes there and be able to get the links as well. Thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you on the very next episode of Podcasting Experiments. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcasting Experiments. If you found this episode helpful, share it with someone you think would also benefit. Together, let's help raise the bar for podcasting. Check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. Do you want to take your podcast to the next level, but just don't have the time to make it happen? Is your time stretched to the max, struggling just to get your next podcast episode out? Do you need help just getting started? Podcast Guy Media can offer the solution to both recover your time and improve your podcast. Go to podcastguymedia.com and find out how.